Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a monstrous amount of beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys. <laughs> that hit me in the shoulder this time. That was a monstrous amount. We'll we're the, the, the Drunk stunts. Guys. <laughs> and we are reading this week Mary Shelley's Frankenstein for Halloween. And we're starting with this beer, which is called Kickin' Knowledge from Barrier Brewing Company. It's a milkshake IPA with vanilla, coconut, hop, mosaic, mutika, and muteka, whatever, and citra. So that sounds fucking awesome. Milkshake IPA. We learned in bar- at uh, Finback, though that means it has lactose. I love this, guys. I really like this. Hmm. Yeah, this is good. This might be the best Barrier beer I've had. I, I like the coconut. Still tastes like an IPA, but it's got that sweetness. It's a combination of things I wouldn't like, but it's, it's not bad. It cancels out, like multiplying yeah. negative numbers. Yeah, like coconut and IPA, fuck. But I was like, oh, actually, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, I picked this one. This is Kicking Knowledge because uh, Victor Frankenstein, the main character of the book, pursues knowledge in the beginning part before he does anything. And he's like, well, he wants to learn about all the sciences, including the natural philosophies. He's like, let me learn about that guy from 400 years ago who wanted to turn lead into gold. That's the meal ticket. And then he gets to school and they're like, you have wasted all of your time. Yeah, that's really <laughs> funny. Like, you, you, that's literally, like, pretty much literally what they say. Like, you fucked up, buddy. Hit reset. Time to start over. Yeah, it's implied that he sort of used some of his old forbidden knowledge to create the monster. Right, it's only bet- between the combination of his mm-hmm. weird esoteric crap from Galen and then the modern shit where they were like, hey, blood is a thing inside of you. <laughs> like They didn't have a lot of knowledge then either yeah. that he's able to create life. So kick in knowledge. So, okay, let's talk about why we're doing this book. Besides the fact that it's Halloween, uh, 2018 is also the 200th anniversary of the publication of this book. Really? Yep. Oh, shit. It was, um, there's actually kind of an interesting story behind why this book was written. So Mary Shelley, who is the daughter of a actually semi-famous person, Mary Wollstonecraft, who wrote Declaration of Rights of Women during the French Revolution. Anyway, Mary Shelley was 18 years old and she ran away with, um, Percy Bysshe Shelley. Percy Shelley, who was already a famous author at the time. And she was 18 and she was his mistress. Yeah, he did, did. Ditched his wife fast. Now, when you look at portraits of Mary Shelley, you're like, oh, let's leave your wife hot. But something about it. He was like, I think she's going to write a really good book. <laughs> I want to be with that. So she had run away to be his mistress, which was, which was, of course, scandalous at that time. I mean, having a mistress, totally fine. But you don't run away with them. Well, it's scandalous for, for her, her more for than her. him. For him, it's like, nice. <laughs> but for, for her, it's like, you strumpet. Yeah, like pretty much. She's you know disgraced. She was there with uh, with Percy Shelley and Lord Byron, and it was and they literally decided over drinks one night to all write a scary story. It must have been so awesome to be a rich person in seventeen, eighteen, eighteen. <laughs> what shall we do today? Yeah. Let's write a book. Yeah, I've got a few free years. Jeeves, bring me another bottle of port. Like they didn't do anything. Gentlemen of leisure. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, and so then jealous. each one of them went and wrote something, although the other the other guys they didn't end up with anything that of, of note. But Mary Shelley, she decided to, after a couple days, she came up with an idea. And she had the idea of what about a scientist who created a created a monster and then was horrified by it. And she wrote a couple at like the beginning, and then the other dudes were like, Hey, you should develop this into a longer work, not just a little short story. And then this bit, and then that's what it became. It was published. She was eighteen. It was published two years later in eighteen eighteen. It was eighteen sixteen. It was published in eighteen eighteen. She was twenty years old, and it was published anonymously. Actually, that's right. Yeah, and three volumes. Yep. 
Three volumes? Which is a small book for three volumes. But yeah, I guess they, 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 they published it serially, I'm sure. Right, It yeah. just wasn't, that's just what but they But it's in three volumes. Like, and there's actually a distinct difference, with, no, not distinct, but there are differences, I should say, between the 1818 edition and like the 1830-something, 1833, 1830, somewhere around there. She, mm-hmm. she kind of edited it and added some bullshit or took some shit out. There's, there are actually two versions of this book that are... A st- 95% the same. Like she changed some phrasing, whatever. Mm. I was just, I'm just really stuck on this image of thinking like, what if today's people who are f- rich and famous for no reason decided to write books? Like what would the Kardashian novel story make when they're like, let's all write a book, guys. It's See, about spot run. Like let's write about how big our asses are and how we don't know how to read. My favorite flavor of lint. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was published anonymously Presumably because, you know, a lady author, no one would buy that. <laughs> An authoress. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no that, that's not a joke. That is literally, I'm sure, why it was word. published anonymously. She they did later. Word, that's fair. <laughs> she did later marry Percy Shelley after his wife died. Yeah, I mean, her name. Convenient. Her name must have also been Mary Wollstonecraft, I guess, right? That was her mother. But what was Mary's? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Her, her name. Her, her, her name. Because I think she's Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. Is yes, that her correct. full name? That's a great last name. I actually have Mary Wollstonecraft's book, The Vindication of the Rights of Women. And I read it for a class in uh, high school, I think, or college. In high school? I, I wrote a paper on it, and I was like, women should have rights. And, and she was like, yes, they should. I was like, I just got an A. <laughs> <laughs> but I did read it. it was, you know, and Back then, they were like, hey, we shouldn't just be birth vessels who clean laundry. I'm like, that's fair. I get on the Radical. I get on, on board with that. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself there, Missy. Don't lose your, your delicate head over that kitchen. But I, I mean, I, I actually read that book, and I have it in the... On the bookshelf there, and I color-coded shelves because I have uh, autism. <laughs> <laughs> the story of it is interesting. I actually went to, I think I want to say it was New York Public Library. I want to say M- NYPL, so I could be cool. I went to NYPL. Because <laughs> that's that where the cool kids Is that what go. cool kids say? If you are a hip, hip millennial New Yorker. The nipple? You go to NYPL, <laughs> and you're like, I was at NYPL this weekend. There was a really great exhibit on this. And you talk about that. And I remember, I'm not sure if it was there, like New York Historical Society. It was somewhere... Not because I really wanted to be there. I had to go there for something else. <laughs> and I went there, and they had, like, drafts of Frankenstein. And apparently, and I don't want to shit on Mary Shelley's creation, Percy Shelley had a heavy hand in editing this book. Because women weren't allowed to write. Like, he's a famous poet, right? He wrote the Ozymandias fucking poem, right? Look, I'm, you know, that's him, right? Okay. I, I don't know who he is. Things fall apart. The falcon cannot hear the falconer. That stupid fucking uh, poem. From, Didn't you write that? From Chinua Achebe. Yeah, but that's from Percy Bysshe Shelley. Okay. And apparently... The slouches toward Bethlehem shit? Yeah, yeah, okay. Which, uh, what's her name? Joan Didion took that line, too. Slouches toward Bethlehem. That's one of her books. And it's also a... Was that the same one in, like, the last season of Breaking Bad? Yeah, that's how they started. They I started with Ozymandias. Yeah. Look on my works, they, actually, mighty they in did despair. It, they did it just as, I think, the commercial. Just as, yeah, yeah, just yeah. as a commercial. It's the, it's the title of one of the episodes. Ozymandias, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So Percy Shelley was a famous writer at this time. Today he's kind of known from like a poem you read in tenth grade, but I but he was a time, much he was more famous and I don't want to say better. I don't want to say better, but like polished writer than Mary mm-hmm. Shelley. And yeah, apparently, it's, it's, she, she was be. eighteen. It was her first. Totally. Thing she no, I'm not trying yeah. to shit on her. No, yeah. It's just like you know, it's not crazy to say that he's more polished because she's never. But apparently, like he had some serious influence on her on the writing. Like make this phrase like this. Use this word. Say it this way. So that's for, a thing. for a first run, it was pretty impressive. And everything <laughs> yeah. after that. Garbage. Yeah, I name didn't, another I couldn't, I couldn't, Mary Shelley. I can name one other Mary Shelley book, and it's only because I couldn't. I purposely try to remember these weird things. The Last Man, or something like that, is one of her other books. Frankenberg, <laughs> son of Frankenstein. 
<laughs> I mean, there might be one. They made all those movies. She didn't write any more books on Frankenstein? She did not. None. Huh. Okay. She just hung out and was rich and was like, let's write another ghost story. And they're like, meh, let's just go play polo and hunt a fox. That's also good. And they cool. did that. We should also say, the actual sort of movie versions you've ever seen of this, uh, of, of Frankenstein, are what? definitely yeah. different than what happens in the book. Although, I do want to say, the only movie version I've really ever seen is Young Frankenstein. <laughs> That's the best one. Which is probably the best one. And it's the prequel. Making, which is, of course, making fun of the movie versions, which also wildly there depart was a, from the actual book. There was a show on Showtime, a Penny Dreadful. I heard about it. I never actually watched that. It's Josh a, Hartnett. Josh Hartnett is a werewolf, and Eva Green is a bunch of, you know, is a, a lady. And uh, she doesn't have, she's, she? she's not like a monster in it. The she's role just, she's just like born a, to play. She might be like a psychic. <laughs> she's a psychic or some shit. But they have Victor Frankenstein as a character, and the Frankenstein monster is a character, and he's much, much, much closer to this book, like the actual Frankenstein. Like he's well spoken, and he's, he did all the stuff in this book that he, he was all the same. So that's the only accurate screen representation I've ever seen. And they don't pronounce it Frankenstein? No. <laughs> Frankenstein. There's that really shitty one with Robert De Niro from the 90s. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You ever saw that movie? Uh, I can't, uh, can't. I want a bride. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I got both in my fucking neck. <laughs> Mr. Jingles doesn't like this. <laughs> you talking to me? You, you talking to me about electricity? <laughs> <laughs> I have bolts, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> Could you him? bolt me? <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. I remember seeing that in theaters as a kid in like the De Niro version. Oh yeah, I've, and, I've never seen it. Um, I didn't even know it existed. Until it's like right a now. much darker kind of Frankenstein movie. Not where, as hokey. Where he's not like green and he, I mean he looks like like a like a hobo. <laughs> and, and it follows the plot of the book much more faithfully. Okay, and uh, therefore it was a shitty movie. Spoiler. And uh, there was also a bunch of video games. I remember renting the video game for like Sega Genesis, I want to say. I have no idea. From Blockbuster. This is very dated. Everything is dated right now. (laughs) And I'm like, this game blows. It's a shitty game based off of a shitty movie. Based off of a not great book. So it was based (laughs) off of the Robert De Niro movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Great. Great. Oh, it's bad. Okay. We should also say... This book is also sometimes considered the first science fiction book. I, mm, I mean, it's, it's, I disagree. It could be. Mm. I mean, not just channeling Sci-fi monster. Bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Beer good. <laughs> Michael, don't like. Speaking of which, shall we? Yeah. Totally. Uh, let's talk about what he made the made the thing out of. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, this is the part of the story you know that Victor Frankenstein is a doctor. No, he's a scientist, and he decides to. He, he figures out how to reanimate dead matter. But he won't tell, which means he won't tell you bring because then people back would to do life. it. And he, he tells he you literally nothing. He conveniently says in the book, I would tell you, but I would, then you would re- then you would repeat it. Then you would repeat my mistake. So like, well, that's awfully convenient. But anyway, and so he makes, he puts, he finds body parts and puts them together and makes his monster, which He's, is not named Frankenstein, by the way. Carl. It doesn't Adam. have a name. <laughs> Well, I think there's two versions of the book, and at one point he actually calls it Adam because it's like it's the first. The man. one I read didn't have that, so maybe I don't know. I, I forget which one I. Which so one. anyway, I've read it a couple times now, and I know at one point he calls it Adam, but like kind of like in like the weird flowery sentences where you're not really paying attention anymore. Yeah, it's a throwaway line. But he, he really never names it throughout the book, but at one point he's like, "And I will name it Adam because it is the first man of my stupid endeavor, or whatever the fuck he says there." So anyway, this is, to go along with the fact that the monster was made from dead people. This is called Rogue Dead Guy Ale. We have had this before in season one of our show. 
because, you know, podcasts have seasons, apparently, if you trust anybody on the internet. <laughs> People a, love recurring characters. It's a 6.8% alcohol beer, and okay. it doesn't say much more about it than that. But, yeah, it's made out of dead guys. It's totally fine. It's really good. Yeah, unobjectionable. We had this last a long time ago at Dave the Nerd when we did Armada. That was like episode 30-something. Yeah. Another man coming back from the dead, but less literally and less grossly. <laughs> True. Less electricity through the There videos. was no electricity in this book. I know. All that the was, stuff from the movies, they yeah. just... But all the stuff in the movies is pretty... I mean, it's like 1931 science. Yeah. <laughs> how about if we open the window and let lightning come in? <laughs> That'll work. And that's how they got the idea for defibrillators. <laughs> if I was more drunk, Jimmy, and you paused a little more, I would have believed you. You don't know that it's not true. You could have sold it. It's a great beer. Dead Guy Al. Easy to get. I mean, they're from um, Seattle? No, no, I'm sorry. Portland, Portland I think. Which one? Uh, Oregon. <laughs> okay. Newport, Oregon. This is on here. New Portland. <laughs> there you go. And we're on the direct opposite of the coast there, essentially. That uh, If we get here pretty, I mean, from Oregon, not direct, but close to 3,000 yeah. fucking miles away. It's far away. And we get this beer pretty easily. So you can probably find it wherever you are. And it's a solid brew. So he makes it, he's like, I know all about science. And this is like, the, we're like cutting out the first like 10% of the book. Because <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go make a dead, I'm going to make a live person out of a dead person. Which I guess if you have to start with any ingredients, that makes sense. Well, yeah, you got to, you can't build a person except for other people parts. But he takes like muscle and flesh and he like, just kind of like stitches skin around it. And says, that's a person. It's like a patchwork dude. He doesn't really care about anatomy or... You know, like, he's like, well, they, they don't really go into the details of what parts he smushed in there. But he makes an eight-foot-tall monster. To make an eight-foot-tall person, People you just probably aren't... need eight-foot-tall person parts. Maybe he just found, like, the biggest That parts. or they'd have a really small head <laughs> like, for their body, you know? <laughs> but you That still... wouldn't be scary at all. It would just be funny. You'd still need, like, limbs and a torso. Like, are you just kind of like, that guy had very, very long no, shins. He, he, just, he, he fucked up and he put two sets of shins and legs. <laughs> So he had like 17 calves. He's got, he's got four knees. The guy has the worst shin splits. <laughs> Double shin he, splints. He, oh, man. He walks funny. like a daddy long legs. So he makes an eight-foot-tall monster. And the biggest departure from the book is, uh, from the movies, rather, is that the monster is not a tall, green, stiff dummy. He's quite sallow. He's like, yeah, yellowish he's, with he's like black kinda, lips. Yeah, he just looks like a, he looks like a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he has like glassy eyes and Just long, dead like, black hair. It's like, that's a yeah. dead thing. He doesn't have bolts in his neck. It's essentially a zombie thing that is articulate. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have articulate until later. It learns it. Yeah, we'll get to that. So uh, he makes this Did Victor Frankenstein, the scientist, makes the monster. It wasn't a dark and stormy night. It wasn't like he got, you know, he on the top of this platform and then got struck by lightning. That's just from the movies or from Mel Brooks. Uh, and then... <laughs> He just sort of like makes it, and then it just kind of wakes up. And then Frankenstein, the Dr. Frankenstein, is like horrified. He's like, oh, shit. And it then, worked. <laughs> yeah, it's like it worked. Oh, my God. And it just sort of kind of freaks out a little bit and then leaves. I mean, I was and in then, room with a dead person I'd leave to. <laughs> but he wasn't dead anymore. He oh, was yeah, a, a dead live person. He leaves to take a nap. Yeah. He's like, I need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. And he takes a nap. He's like, and then, take care of yourself, giant monster. And then someone knocks on the door. And it's like, oh, can I see your upstairs? Can I see? Can I see? And he's like, oh, okay. And the monster had run away. No, but first he wakes up and the monster's over the bed. He's like, you're my daddy. Please love me. And he's like, you're like horrible. A, I like hate you, goblin. monster. Go away, beast. He imprinted. It's, it's like a baby duckling, yeah. 
And he's like, no, I hate you. Be gone. And then he runs away. But and why? then the monster just is like, oh, fuck. Man, normally you wait till you're like 14 to hate your dad, but I'm going to start with it. Why does everyone hate him? Uh, good question. Maybe yeah. this beer will help us figure it out. You brought this, Jimmy. It's called Fugly. Poor K. It's because the whole book, people hate him because he's so fucking ugly. Because I mean, it's not that he's not only ugly; he's he's a giant monster. I mean, I don't know if you've ever met an eight foot tall person, but you haven't. <laughs> so if you ever meet a seven foot tall person, and you're like, "Holy shit, that's a big fucking dude!" And they look like they're made out of dead people parts. Yeah, and they're like obvious stitches, and they're sallow, white, yellowy skin with black lips and lank hair. And you're like, "That doesn't look normal." That's the guy from The Crow. Imagine <laughs> if the guy from The Crow had a baby with Shaq. <laughs> and you're like, "That's that's that's where it starts." Hundred percent that. This is from the Oscar Blues Brewery. It's a yuzu and ugly fruit IPA. I don't know what ugly is. That's ugly? offensive to that fruit. <laughs> ugly. U-G-L-I. You ain't got no alibi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just says yuzu. Yuzu ugly says that at the top. Oh, That's man. I think we just is. got burned. I think they insulted us. Like, you so ugly. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing in my head. Yeah, everybody's a dick to him. He's like, oh, you're a monster. It's like, wait, but he could hang anything you want up on the wall. He can reach every <laughs> fucking shelf. Like, man, I get put in a service to lift up things. That guy's two feet taller than me. That must he be He can dunk just without, by without even jumping. It's true. Easily. With his giant zombie hands. Yeah, I imagine he would fall apart pretty easily if he started getting too aggressive. His stitching can't be that good. I don't know. It depends on how much he studied. Uh, the doctor studied the stitching habits of 15th century alchemists. Because <laughs> he kind of like discovered this bullshit through like six months of science lessons. <laughs> he, did a, he did a fair amount of science learning. It's like the, uh, the Martian, but without any of the science. <laughs> it's like, I got a science my way through this. And science guy, doesn't, that actually doesn't, a scientist. And doesn't tell you any of the science. Yeah. And then just, oh, I did it. Which is poop on potatoes for a year. <laughs> I mean, if I, could, if I do that regularly, he's I'm like not a, a fucking he's Martian. He's like, like a one-man human centipede. <laughs> we got to do that book some, at some point. There's a book? Human centipede? Oh, the Martian. <laughs> human, the novel. <laughs> she said, eating every turd. <laughs> I was really surprised for a second there. <laughs> no, I'm meant. so sorry. I have to go shit. He said, sweating, beads of drip, beads of sweat dripping off her face. Oh, she said, she grunted, swallow it, bitch. That's what said the doctor. He did say that. Arf, said the dog. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible, terrible film. It's a hilarious film. I've never actually seen the whole thing in its entirety because the idea of it <laughs> makes me sick. Watching it is so bad, it makes me bored that I have to just go do something else. Anyway, what do you think of the beer? I actually dig it. There's like a kind of cool fruity flavor in there. It's uh, the yuzu or the ugly. It says Japanese and Jamaican citrus fruits. So I don't know where either of those are from, honestly. Yuzu is, I guess, Japanese. It sounds Japanese. I don't know what an ugly is. Maybe it's ugly? I don't know. I mean, I still don't know where that is. It's just under 6%, 5.8. It's cool. I dig it. I, I see what you mean. I definitely taste something kind of fruity in there, but I actually don't like it. I, I don't know. It's fine if you do, but I just kind of don't. Just from the way they it's on the can, they spaced out yuzu. I'm, I'm assuming that's the Japanese word. What yuzu means, I don't know, because I didn't fucking learn that in high school Japanese class. Isn't it, maybe it's just the name of a fruit that they have that we don't have. Quite possibly. Because we had that other one, the orange yuzu glad I didn't say banana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's some sort it's of a, It's a thing. fruit of some kind. Yeah, so he's fugly, and everybody's addicted to the monster. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. If you saw an eight-foot-tall monster, 
would you really hit it with a fucking broomstick? You'd be like, hey, be gone, monster. Get out. Like as a, like uh. as a, like as a cat you could chase away. <laughs> I had shit in my fucking <laughs> pants. <laughs> there have been a couple of times in my life where I've met a person who was seven foot tall. I can remember them vividly. <laughs> Firstly, it was, it was uh, humbling because I'm a tall guy in most circumstances. And then you're like, holy fucking shit, that guy's a giant. There are others. And like, I am not even in that guy's league. And he doesn't even see me. I'm not in his range of vision. <laughs> he doesn't even know what the weather's like down here. And another foot on top of that, I would be afraid. I'd what cower like, behind uh, things. That movie, My Giant, with Billy Crystal and, and George Murison. Wasn't he like seven foot seven? He's the tallest guy to ever play in the NBA, yeah. He's a fucking giant. And he's not even he's as tall as this thing. Maybe Billy Crystal look like a baby. Right, five inches taller than that. That's nuts. He wouldn't be able to go into most rooms. Yeah. He can only squeeze into cottages occasionally. <laughs> So how the actor that plays the mountain on Game of Thrones is only six foot nine. So this guy, so, that's is, so Frankenstein, height, that's he's his probably a little height. shorter than that. Yeah. So, th- so the real Frankenstein would actually be a, almost a foot and a half taller than that. That's nuts. That guy is a literal mountain. That guy's huge. That guy's also like a diesel as shit. He's also six foot nine around. Yeah, he's a he's a monster. Because he like when he's not making. I can't imagine he's a particularly good actor. I've never actually watched. He has him no before. words. He doesn't have no, to do anything. No lines. He just has to look angry and then. And then kill things. That's that's all he does. Well, when he's not doing that, he then you know lifts boulders and shit and enters the world's strongest man competitions. <laughs> that's his full time gig. But a guy a foot taller than Shaq. Yeah, that's huge. And it's, more. It's, it's an asinine thought. Imagine <laughs> a, a, a late '90s Michael Jackson colored person. You know, coloring person. You know, like white and the the, the light Deathly, hair. sickly pale. But a foot taller than Shaq. Michael Jackson in the black and white music video, eight feet tall. I would not hit, hit that with a broomstick and a torch. You're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You just, please don't hurt me, giant monster man. With his 11-foot arms. Yeah, and your dick trailing into the last village. <laughs> you got to imagine, like, <laughs> what, what dick did he put on this monster? He's getting the best parts. Like, what, what did he do? I mean, clearly... Well, you, you never know who's going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not fair, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it mostly out of man parts and one horse part. <laughs> 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 I will name him Clydesdale. <laughs> Clydesdale. <laughs> so yeah. So, anyway, wait, so here's what happens. <laughs> so here's what happens next. That the monster just like leaves, and Victor Frankenstein. He then he's like so upset. He's sick for four months. He spends a lot of time being so just, sick. He's, he's so dying. upset. He's sick because that's what people thought sickness came from back then. Seeing Science. a monster. <laughs> Right? That's science. Anyway. He's really, really upset. He doesn't go to sleep for three years. Well, this is the time of, you know, where if you saw a homeless person who was sick for like three weeks, they're like, <laughs> I saw a monster. That's four months easy. You got you to gotta take it easy, buddy. Yeah. And so anyway, you don't hear anything about the monster, about where he is, or about what happened. He's just sort of like, if Richter Frank's I just sort of worried, like, uh-oh, this is going to be bad. And then he gets a letter that his little brother is dead. And that it's his little sister that killed him. It was his little it's cousin. 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 Okay, his cousin. Fam- right, right, his yeah. family had a, ha- a habit of going into the village, and if a poor family had a kid, they couldn't take care of it. They'd be like, right, we'll take this right. kid. We'll take this kid. Free kid. Yeah. Free kid, guys. So Who's going to pass that up? He's up? got this other kid, and this kid is accused of murdering. And he's got to go back home and with his friend and his, cu- his other poor kid they abducted that he wants to bang. Adopted, you mean? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The one his adopted. age. The one his yeah. age, yeah. But he gets back to the village and like, whoa, village is closed for tonight, buddy. And he just wanders around it. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. He just wanders around and then in like, and then sees 
his monster, Frankenstein's monster, who just just he just sees him like out in the woods, like climbing a cliff or something. Because like it's that. so large, you could see it from two hundred miles away. And he's you know like, oh, there's a giant over there. What I like to believe is that the monster spent a lot of time like posing dramatically. And never just got waiting. noticed. And he's like, fuck, I gotta move again. And he just keeps going to the next tree. He's like, ah, oh, now he'll see me. And he misses him again. So he's been just like a few hours. Just a, like, just waiting for a flash of lightning. <laughs> lightning. That's what I was gonna say. Just Come like, on, lightning. Come on. This Come is on, uncomfortable. Ah, oh, I'm looming here. <laughs> <laughs> but he finds, like, they find that the, the brother is dead and his little, like, keepsake locket is missing. And everyone's like, that's fine. Someone must have that's strangled him to take this locket. Someone stole the locket with a watercolor picture of his mother inside <laughs> of it. So I'm gonna jack off to that later. <laughs> Well, because the mother died of like they didn't have their pictures back then. Yeah, porn was people very couldn't sad. afford pictures. <laughs> it's a small village in in the Switzerland, right? There was in Geneva, yeah. yeah, that's where most of it yeah. takes place. Yeah. But he he um fuck the mother is Geneva, uh, the mother the scariest setting. Yeah, you could put something. But the mother <laughs> dies earlier, and she's like, "Please, I'm gonna die in a matter of hours. Just marry that girl." And he's like, "Okay, mother." After I undercover, uncover the secret of life and death. Marry your cousin. She's like, okay, whatever. And then she dies. I would say she flatlines, but they had nothing then. No. They're just like, hey, did that crow pick her yet? Oh, well, I guess she's dead now. <laughs> they had no medicine. And the science, that's the thing I'll say at the end, I guess. Is this a science fiction book? No. There's no science. Well, uh, let's talk about that um, no. later. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes back. He finds the brother's dead. He sees the monster. And they realize that the brother's been strangled and the necklace is missing. And he sees the monster and he's like, the monster did it. That son of a bitch. But, but they, they find it. it. Yeah. yeah you, you so go. anyway, but anyway, the, little, the, the younger female cousin is being accused of killing him. And she, and they, they think she did it. And she eventually confesses to it, even though... But she's like, they'll, they'll be easy on me. Because like, she believed the, the, the good cop. He's like, hey, hey, yeah. whoa, hey, get in front of it. You know, like you, take, you, you get in front of it and then nobody uh, hangs you. She's like, okay, I killed him for his locket. Okay, we're going to hang you. Yeah, and so everyone is so sad. It's like, how could you possibly do that? Well, she didn't. Anyway, Victor Frankenstein is the only one that knows and won't say it out loud. It wasn't her. It was the monster I created, but then wouldn't tell anyone. Well, no one's going to believe that. Yeah, no one would believe it. But at least this, like, little girl doesn't have to be hung for it. Hanged? They probably probably still would (laughs) have. Sorry. (laughs) This little girl girl is real hung. (laughs) She killed him with her dick. <laughs> he strangled her with his giant horse dick. <laughs> Let's have one more beer. We have two more beers about the creation process of the monster, by the way. Okay. This is called Hallowed. I brought this because, you know, he feels like, oh, I did something evil. I crossed onto some sort of hallowed, you know, territory by making this monster. It looks like a fucking Iron Maiden cover. I think it is, actually. Yeah, it looks a lot like that. Well, the monster runs to the hills. The doc, the scientist, Victor. knows it's his monster that killed him. Doesn't really know why, although he can guess. And it's just, he goes back, he, this is the first time he's gone back to Geneva to see his family in like a couple of years. Like six, and everything yeah. is so sad because his, you know, first his, his, his younger brother is now dead. And then the beloved, you know, cousin is now being accused. And she ends up confessing to it and then they kill her. Anyway, what do you think of this beer? I don't really like it. It is a Me neither. 6% alcohol thing made in... It doesn't really... It's, it's inspired by Belgium. It's, it tastes kind of like a, like, a, like, a, like a really watered-down thing. 
Yes, I, I just I, mean, I was desperate for beers. <laughs> there is a slightly weird flavor in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know get, what like, it is, but it's got a weird banana in there. Huh? I have no idea. I'm, I'm not getting. I banana, get banana but... in there. I get a, a bit of clove. It's okay. It's, I don't like this kind of beer in the drain. <laughs> Boo. But hallowed because he's like, oh, what evil thing have I done? No, oh, what have I crossed? I mean, like stole like dead people. That's probably from hallowed ground. I don't know. So Close enough. I want to be about the creation process before we get to the second seven eighths of the book. <laughs> to, <laughs> to talk about. But yeah, it's like really awful. Like his whole family's destroyed, and he's like, oh shit, it's my fault. Better not tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, I think if he had told them, they would have had him locked up. It's true. It's like, oh, sorry, guys, I ruined everything. I made a dead body come back to life. They're like, oh, you need to go. To, you need to rest in bed for four years because you're, you have a. Uh, the vapors or some shit. I don't know. But if you had just said, guys, I, I, I did a science. Like, oh, oh, shit, he did a science. I didn't know you did a science. He did sciences. Multiple sciences. My boy did, oh, what did your son do? Did he do science? He didn't do a science. My son did. Like, it would have been fine with it. Because that's how much science is in this book. He's like, oh, yeah, I brought it back. I used uh, science. Alchemy and chemistry. Alchemistry. Alchemistry. Alchemistry sounds like the worst Al's chemistry. Yeah, like a pharmacy, <laughs> like a supply store. You can buy an egg cream and a bunch of asbestos to rub in your wounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then what happens next? Dave? So, uh, Victor Frankenstein, he somehow like kid confronts the monster. He like finds him. He goes out chasing the, him. Yeah, he goes chasing them on top of a mountain. In the woods. He chases him. He goes up. Him, he chases him a mountain, and, the, and then the monster creeps up on him, and they have a long talk. And then they have a really fucking long. They have talk. a five chapter. This is talk. the part where. <laughs> Where the monster just goes on and on. Now, let me just tell you what's happened to me. And it's like, come on, that's not good. That's not good writing. But anyway, <laughs> the monster talks about how at first he just like ran into the woods. He noticed that all the people he saw were completely horrified by him. And then he like finds a poor family living in a little like house a in the woods. And he like gives them like he find he brings firewood to them. Well, it's, not, it's only after he's been stealing their food. And he's yeah. like, oh shit, they're really poor. I feel bad. He realized what poverty was. And then he learns language by listening to them. He like lives. And he learns to read by like finding a bundle of books. Well, because they get a that's new, how you learn to read. They, yeah. they get a new maid who doesn't speak French because that's where they are. They're, well, they're, they're French speakers. They're from they're, they're This like is like a poor exiles. family in the woods with a maid. They're in, they're, they get a person sent to them. I forget. She's like there to help and she, okay, she's like yeah, a Turk. Safia oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's like the, the daughter of somebody they're, they know. They're in Germany but there's a French family. So they're probably speaking French. Yeah, because, so because when he speaks to them, I'm like, oh, you are French too. By the way, there was no Germany in 1818. So. Also true. Well, she, it's weird that she wrote that. Well, it, it, I mean, there was, I'm sure, a region called Germany, but oh, okay. the country of Germany that we recognize today was not the same as that. So they get this woman who's Turkish. She does not speak French or whatever the fuck it is they're speaking. So he just like eavesdrops the eight-foot-tall man leaning outside the window. Like, he's, they said he's, oh, living, oh, he's living in like a shack that is... Adjacent to their shack. I don't really. I never really got that. Yeah, they're not the best detectives. It's like, oh, no. there's a giant man living in our hovel next door. That's got a connected wall, and he's always creeping through the walls. And we've got all these kids here, but no, just leave him there. It's fine. We're not going to check on the other room we have. Yeah. And so anyway, he learns language. He learns like language by both hearing it and then finding. He found books and then learns it, and then he learns about the world and history. Election. Yeah, all the stuff about. And there's geography and. Stuff like that, because he knows about South America later, you know. And he, like, learns really basically up to a high school education in four months, uh, eavesdropping in a shack. He made, Frankenstein, Frankenstein made a very good monster. Maybe he had some latent brain abilities. Must have. Must have just had to there reactivate still, some still of Still some stuff in there. Yeah. Had to have been. 
It's really oh, hard to teach yourself then, how to read. And then he tells, is this the part where he asks to make him a wife? That's later. That's later. After he reveals, you know, he goes to talk to the, he's, he's nice to them the whole time. And he's like, sweeps their walkway and brings firewood. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in while the kids are gone. And he's with the old blind dude. He's like, yo, I want to be these people's friends, but I don't know who these people, if they like me. He's like, nah, dude, this would be cool. Just be their friend. And he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to try and be their friend. And the kids come home and he's like, dude, you're the one I'm talking about. Be my friend. They're like, get the fuck out of here. You're disgusting. And so he's, he's very sad. And they chase him away. Like, not for nothing. Like, if there's like an eight foot tall monster standing over your Looming over grandfather, your whatever the fuck he is, and they're like, father, watch out. I'm going to hit him with this broom. <laughs> we. And then that's what happens. Yeah. That's so, that's probably the most unbelievable part of the book. Like, I imagine mm-hmm. most people would be like, sorry, dad. <laughs> See you later. It's, it's over for you. And they'd run. <laughs> no, there's nothing we can do. He's got you now. Do whatever he asks you to do. That was the most frustrating thing. Like every chance, like everybody, like every peasant with a stick is like, I could take that monster. No, they couldn't. These are people that are like five foot four and one hundred and eleven pounds. They're living. They're poor people in eighteen fifteen. How shitty was their health? And they're like, pretty bad. Yeah, I'm gonna fight that eight foot tall monster that just fucking knocked down a tree. But they have a broom. He doesn't. Right. And knows monsters are afraid of sticks. Well, that's like it kind of goes to the movie version where he's like, "Oh, fire, bad!" You know, he's like a fucking child idiot. Well, yeah, in in the movie, he's all, he doesn't even say words. He's just like, Ugh. well, he says like, "Wine, good." Yeah, in this, in this he's good. like, in this fire, he, he speaks bad. like Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yeah, he's <laughs> super eloquent. Speaking of which, let's have one more beer about the creation of him. This is about uh, how he was made. It's called Man Juice because uh, they probably included they didn't that. Need any? <laughs> And included that when he made it. How do you think he gave him life? <laughs> it's a mandarin orange uh, IPA, I think, from Knee Deep. It's called Man Juice. Knee Deep. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't—that doesn't sound better, does it? <laughs> Six and a half percent mandarin orange IPA from Knee Deep, which is in uh, Auburn, California. This is nice. Man Juice is an important ingredient in making a man. He put That's definitely some juice in him. There's definitely some juice in this boy, man. <laughs> I don't taste the orange. I get a little it's bit. It's like a general citrus, not necessarily directly orange, I don't know. I definitely get some citrus flavor. Is it in mandarin orange? I don't taste any blood at orange? all. juice is not the same as blood. I think you're it was a blood of... orange. Uh, I might have misspoke. It's mandarin orange. Oh, uh, okay. I misspoke. Well, I still don't taste any blood. <laughs> Good. <laughs> they did right. job. I did something right. <laughs> it's fine. Nice IPA. Uh, I dig the I dig the fruit makes it a little different than the eight thousand other IPAs you could buy today. I love the name; it's amazing. It's a great name, man juice. Man juice. <laughs> well, come with a little tiny straw. <laughs> I brought it specifically for this book because that sounds like an ingredient. <laughs> he gave him a working prostate <laughs> because he must have because the monster says, "I need you to do something for me." Oh, he, yes, he needs him to finger his bunghole and check his prostate. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to make sure there's no lumps. Imagine the process where he's like collecting parts. He's like, oh, no, I got an eight-foot-tall guy. I need a really enormous asshole. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's got to be proportioned. Oh, wait, that guy I used to know, he was an enormous asshole. That guy, that guy could dump for days. I need a huge bunghole. This is going to be putting out a lot, of, a lot of pounds. They never really mention if he like eats and stuff. He does, he does eat. I guess he poops, too. He's a very full-functioning person. It's amazing how much you could do without any science. <laughs> oh, he spent months learning science. It's true. Of course, he learned alchemy and chemistry, nothing about anatomy. So, you know, whatever. And then he puts it all together. And, then, and it's amazing. Like, he makes it, and he's like, this is going to be great. 
and it comes along. It's like, oh, no, terrible, awful idea. <laughs> Nothing I, changed. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed about the look of it. Its eyes open. He's like, oh shit, I put those eyes in. Oh it's like, shit. I like to imagine that he just gave him like one like intestine that leads straight from his neck down to his butt, <laughs> just like a straight shot. All the other organs are gone. <laughs> so every time he takes a bite, it just splatter it's, shit. It's, 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 <laughs> Straight through, not even digested, just in, it's in its own original <laughs> form, like paintball explosions. <laughs> oh, not again, monster! Sorry. <laughs> okay, so I need you to do something for me. I need you to build me a woman. Yeah, that's that's what he says. Gotta get a woman. Make her not as ugly as me, though, please. If you're gonna go through the effort, get a good one and some tiggle babies. <laughs> like, just pick one dead body. Don't cobble it together. That's way more work. She could be petite. She doesn't need to be eight feet tall, so. Yeah, that would be gross. Yeah, so anyway, as they are already explaining, the, for, uh, the monster demands that Victor Frankenstein create another, another creation, another monster, but this time a female one because he wants a companion. But he also admits, like, yeah, I killed your brother. Fucking yep, kid. totally. Mm-hmm. It's because you were a dick that one time. Yeah, though. you were a dick to me. I was a, a baby duckling, and you ignored me, so I did what was natural. And I traveled 100 miles and killed your brother. Yeah, if you ignore baby ducklings, they kill your family. It's, that's a science. So he's like, yeah, make me, make me a companion. Yeah, he's the, like, I My have the hands right, are so furry. I have the right to not be alone, to have to be happy like every other person in the world. If you make me, this, if you make me a woman, we'll run away and disappear. And you'll never hear from us ever again. And he says they're going to go to South America. Hmm. The deepest savage jungles. I think you wouldn't want to go to a, like a humid jungle if you were made of dead tissue. Like you definitely would rot. But it's a live tissue now. So. It's, it's living. Is it? We are led to believe. It just, I mean, he's definitely still cobbled together. He's not, oh, taking, yeah. he's not taking his anti-rejection meds. So You don't need those when you use science. Oh, I forgot about science. Yeah. Science solves a lot of the problems. So anyway, the uh, monster says, I will kill all of your friends and family. Yeah, for sure. I will kill all of your friends and family if you don't do this for me. Nate, you brought this beer. It is called what? This is called Revenge Double IPA. By the, the Proper Brewing Company. Proper? Proper? <laughs> proper? <laughs> Brewing what Co. The fuck? Why would you read that as Proper? Uh, I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking the beers. The Proper Brewing Company. Unlike the inappropriate Brewing Company. I was looking at it as all the other ones. I, 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 for some reason, I just ignored that that could be a word. I don't know why. You having a stroke? Uh, the, maybe. <laughs> that smells like the beer juice. This is a very hoppy IPA. Ooh, I dig <laughs> it. I dig it a lot. Oh, good lord! That is uh, very hoppy. Lordy. So anyway, I don't know what we're talking. Here's about. why. Uh, revenge works with the book. It's because the monster promises to kill all of all of Frankenstein's young ones, uh, loved ones, young ones. What the fuck? Uh, Some of them are young. Loved ones. <laughs> friends and Especially loved ones if loved ones. <laughs> if he doesn't build him build him a woman he's like a really and then he does sort of weird science. <laughs> weird science and then Frankenstein's like all right cool we get on that yeah in about three years <laughs> first i've got to do some stuff i can go travel around and recuperate well, everything took a long time back then yeah, but this seemed excessive. I was like, yes, I've got to go hang out. Also, he had to do a lot of studying again, even though he did it the first time. What the fuck did he have to study? I didn't really get it. It didn't seem to take him a lot of time the first time, you know? Well, you know, he's very good. But then he's like, wait a second. I'm going to make this, this she-monster, and they're going to make a race of devils, and that's going to be bad. Maybe or maybe a- she'll be even worse than he is. <laughs> maybe she won't like him. 
Maybe I should be like, yo, yeah, dude, you're she fucking like gross. Him. I am out. Which is perfectly fair. Because he's ugly. He's gross he's as shit. Fugly. But he sh- looks he looks kind of like the zombie in Hocus Pocus, but taller. <laughs> That's it. Remember Hocus Pocus? Fairly obscure I have reference. not seen Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you know who that guy was? That was Doug Jones, who now plays the monster in every Guillermo del Toro movie. Like Pan's Labyrinth. And, I uh, don't know who Doug Jones is. I've seen Pan's Labyrinth. He hel- he's the guy who plays the fawn and the... Yeah, the thin man. Yeah, he just does a lot of weird motion, like suit things. that don't have to talk. And isn't he the uh, new senator from Alabama? Uh, same guy. Yeah, it's really weird. It's same. He's dude. so experienced in so many ways. Very talented. I see why he won. <laughs> Has nothing to do with maybe raping a fourteen-year-old girl in nineteen seventy-eight or whatever it was. So he, he's like, I don't want to make this lady monster, but I guess I'm going to like a lady monster. So he pretends he's going to, and then acts like he's, and then like starts. He's like, I'm going to work was on he, this. A was little he pretending? Bit. Maybe he wasn't pretending, but he, he initially said yes and, and intended to, but yeah. then changed his mind. And I was like, nope, not He's going to like, I don't know how do ovaries it. work. I can't build this thing. Yeah, he gave up real fast. Lady science. Well, he goes, <laughs> he goes to, you know, after, you know, gallivanting about town and telling his cousin he'll marry her when he gets back. You know, cool. And he goes with his best friend, Clerval. Henry Clerval? Clerval. And he says, let's go to Scotland. And he's like, sure. I can raise the dead there. No one will notice. <laughs> and so he rents a tiny shack on the Orkney Islands, and he experiences some island bliss. Oh, I think, th- I think we have a beer for that. Nothing says island bliss like the Scottish Orkney Islands. Have you ever been there? No, but I imagine it's not tropical. It's not tropical, but it's fucking beautiful. This is from Evil Twin. Sorry, 5.8% alcohol malt beverage. Oh, it's a malt beverage. And that's, that's all we get. What this could be. Nobody knows. It's made with bits of real island. <laughs> they don't say which, though. I went to the Working Islands about four years ago, you know, for like a day on a cruise thing. Fucking stunning landscapes to look at. They make a lot of scotch there. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it because uh, Julie Hamill told us we were wrong when we said Islay. Don't know how to say any of that shit now. Islay. But, you know, whatever the fuck. It's got like 11, 11 Gs in it for no reason. <laughs> Orkney Islands are really cool. It's a place where like it's super windswept. So the only trees are about as tall as the tallest buildings. Do you feel like a giant? Um, it didn't make me feel like a giant. It made me feel like, uh, like a large sheep because it's basically all they had there. That makes sense. It smells really nice. I get a lot of fruit flavors out of this. Very fruity. Something a little bit tart, but not very tart. Just like a hint of... It's like a tart fruit. <laughs> a fruit tart. A hint <laughs> of fruit tart. The kind that if you put it in the uh, toaster, it would pop up. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it would be a pop. I watched a movie Tart. this weekend. Good for you, man. In it, a man referred to Pop Tarts as tarts. It's like, can you throw another tart in there? I'm like, I've never heard someone. Way to class it up. Like, make, like shorten Pop Tarts to tart. <laughs> Two <laughs> syllables is too much. I just need another s'mores tart, please. <laughs> man, Pop Tarts are pretty banging. Yeah, they're awesome. I don't care what anyone says. Who, says, who says something against them? Probably Dicks. fucking vegans or some bullshit. Fools. Morrissey. Morrissey would be against them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Morrissey, if you're listening. <laughs> all right, so uh, Victor Frankenstein's like, all right, I'll go do it. And then he makes every excuse in the world to not do it. It's like, let me go wander around, convalesce, and then he spends, make he a spends each day assembling mush parts, and then every evening walking around on the beach being an emo bitch. Yeah. And then he sees the monster, like, looking through his window, like, you know, maybe, like, touching himself or something, you know, just being a creeper. And he's like, fuck this shit. And he tears apart his woman parts that were a man. 
not like his woman parts, the parts of woman he has in the be- in the I, bench. I, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the monster's like, I'm gonna fucking end you. And but not just you, everyone, everyone you, love. you know. But he's like, on your wedding night, I'll see you, bitch. He's like, please get no. married. <laughs> Threatening to marry him. That's fucked up. Well, what you assume is that... That wasn't legal back then. <laughs> man and dead man. Frankenstein's like, oh, shit. He's going to murder me on my wedding night because I'm getting, I'm getting married to that... To my girl, cousin. My cousin sister. My, my, my adopted girl that they took from a, a hovel. And then... Like, this, this child looks okay. We'll take it. <laughs> Has good bones. And so then Frankenstein's like, all right, that's going to be terrible. I'll deal with that when that happens. He's really the king of like just putting it off until you really got to deal with it. He really does suck. <laughs> he really does. We never actually said how the book starts, by the way. With the, with the in like North Pole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An icebreaker ship sees someone out on the ice and they rescue him. I think it's okay. I think we can just skip that. But it's, I mean, it's important. It circles back the at the end. Yeah, it comes back later. So uh, Frankenstein's like, all right, that sucks. That's going to be really bad later. <laughs> and then he goes, I think the next thing is he basically gets married. Right, I mean, maybe he like wanders he, around with his family a little bit. He basically does. No, just, but isn't he like what? 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 No, no, no. His friend Clerval. Yeah, yeah. He he gets in his boat and he's sailing oh, back, yeah, and he yeah. accidentally stumbles onto Ireland somehow. Yeah, and but they immediately he, arrest him. He sails across the it, fucking Irish Sea in a rowboat because yeah. he goes in the boat to dump out the dead body of yeah. the uh, the she beast. Yeah. So he immediately gets arrested. Because they've just found a body in the little village. And he's like, found a body? I can't possibly be the murderer. They I think wasn't murderer, even though. here. Yeah, I wasn't even here. And then he goes and looks at the body. And it's his friend, Clerval. Clerval. And then he gets sick for another two weeks. Like two months. Two months. He's and his, just dad, like, his dad comes from Switzerland to like bring him a lawyer. And like, get him off. Get him off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, cheer you up, son. like I was in the Orkney Islands when he got murdered. Like, oh, our bad, dude. You can go. Like, oh, cool. That's how the law worked in those days. Yeah, like, I wasn't even here. Like, oh, shit, he's white. We got to listen to him. <laughs> it's pretty much all they had in 18. He would never lie to get out of a murder. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a count in his name and a Vaughn. He's fine. So Clerval is dead, and he knows the monster did it. Because it's clear because he has, like, a bruised, strangled neck. He's big into strangling. He's a, the monster's a choker. Yeah. He's, he's totally into that. Yeah. <laughs> he he, he, he gets sure. off on it. He likes when they choke him. He never like just like stabs someone or shoots them. He, he has to choke them every time. I guess if you are eight feet tall, it's probably pretty easy. It's like reaching into your pockets. <laughs> Let me get in there. Oh, I killed him again. Well, then he goes back to Switzerland to bang out his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Maritally. And then, Maritally. To know her in the biblical sense. It's weird. It's basically like his adopted sister. He's like, nope, I've always wanted to marry her. Like, should you? Should you really have wanted that it the whole time? A different time. We only knew eight people. Yeah. So uh, he's about to marry his his cousin, and he's got he's ready to like fight the monster. He's got like guns and he's got a sword or a knife or something like that. And then he's like, just uh, so just just wait here while I just protect the house here. <laughs> and while he's away in another room, the monster breaks in and strangles Elizabeth. So she's dead. It's really easy to break into those houses back then. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely also revenge, just like this beer. It was oh, revenge. Yeah. yeah, so the monster kills his, and then Frank is like, oh, fuck, that's what he meant. <laughs> I totally I, had that backwards. Oh, man, I misinterpreted that so badly. Really dropped the ball on that one. Sorry, Elizabeth. Shit. Now in the, in the movie, the shitty 90s movie, he reanimates the wife, and he's like, I'll bring you back to life. Is now. that still necrophilia? Not 
It's necrophilia until that spark. So he brings back the wife, and she's like, where am I? What happened? He's like, it's okay. I saved you. And she sees her, and she's like, oh, I'm a fucking monster now. God damn it. And then she lights herself on fire and dies. Oh. He's like, oh, fucking hell, man. That's fine. That's a happy ending. <laughs> he got no happy endings. He got sad endings with a, with a box of tissues and some lotion. <laughs> it was like, it wasn't their wedding night, but it was like the next day. Maybe he got in there once. I don't know. But the monster kills him, and he's like, hey, like that shit. Now who's alone? But I'm me. I'm still alone. <laughs> You're still a dick. We're both alone. So you could fix it for at least one of us. Alone together. Naturally. <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> it, it sounds familiar, but yeah. Alone again, naturally. So then um, uh, what's Frankenstein is like, all right. I'm going to hunt this motherfucker. I'm going to kill him right in his zombie face. Well, he runs away to the North Pole. But Frankenstein chases the thing for a long time. And it's yeah. like leaving him like little clues and shit. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Killed your wife. <laughs> Catch you later. LOL. And it just keeps going. And he's like, ah, oh, you got me again. And he keeps following it. And he eventually is like, all right, North Pole is where it's at. Because the, zomb- the monster figured out riddles and had to run away. And he's like, oh, I got to get it. I also guess like he's um, undead, so he doesn't care about the cold or some shit. Perhaps, yeah. It, 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 it doesn't really, it really say. It just seems like an odd thing to do. But in the very beginning of the book, they see the, the eight-foot-tall monster riding on a sled with some dogs pulling it. So he still got some dogs. So he had some friends. And potential food. Yes. And then it jumps back to the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah. So we skipped the part about how the story is really being told by, by Victor Frankenstein, uh, you know, on a ship close to the North Pole. And yeah. so a ship that is basically trying to find the Northwest Passage and gets stuck there, in, stuck in the ice, trying to get, get to the North Pole, uh, finds him. And As then, science went in those days. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Finds him, and then, because he's like, Vic, uh, Victor Frankenstein is almost dead of hypothermia, and revives him, but then he tells the whole story, and the whole story is just this dude writing it down. Uh, and then and then he dies. That's basically it. Yeah. And he tells him, tells the, Victor says, seek ha- to seek happiness in tranquility and avoid ambition. Tells what? the dude, like, just don't, you know, don't try to do anything, because it'll <laughs> only be terrible. Well, just like me, right? Well, that's like that's like the moral, right? Like, don't try to defy whatever nature. There is, I mean, there is a big thing we kind of glossed over where the most important book for the monster is that he read Paradise Lost, hmm. where it's about he reads, reads Paradise Lost by um, um, Milton, and that's the whole story of basically the Garden of Eden Genesis story. And God makes these creatures, you know, Adam and Eve, and they fuck that shit up. And he's like, all right, you fucked it up. Goodbye. Get out of my garden. And then the monster is like, this is, this is important. Because he doesn't understand that it's a story and not history. Because he's a, you know, an eight-foot-old baby. And he doesn't understand <laughs> it's history versus fiction. And so that's important to him. And I feel like that's an Im- important part of the book, too, for the more well-read le- reader. Which, in 1820, anybody who was a reader certainly had read Paradise Lost. And they're going to see the parallels there of like the creator who like forsakes its creation and has a problem with it. And, and there's all that part of the book too there that I think is important. And if I were like in an English class, I'd bring that shit up right away. Speaking of creators, this is a beer by Evil Twin. It's called Man is Born Free, but is everywhere in chains. Which is a quote from Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Is that like the Declaration of the Rights of Man or something like that? Uh, no, well, he was dead before that was written, but it is definitely the kind of thing they would have written in it in the Declaration of Rights of Man. Oui, oui. Swiss, and he was a Swiss philosopher, by the way. His philosophy had a lot of holes in it. This is 
Evil Twin's making some ridiculously named beers lately. Yeah. I, I almost bought one today. It was like, even when man teaches, he learns or something like that. I was like, what does that even fucking mean? That also sounds like a Rousseau quote. I, I mean, let's, let's read it. I mean, this is a do, uh, double dry hopped IPA, 7% alcohol. And there's nothing really on here about what this, what this means. It's part of a series. Yeah, like he just bought a book of quotes, and he's skipping through and said, that one. Yeah, he's like, that one. Consult the Bartlett's. Oh, that's a good quote. What right critical there. lens can I use today? <laughs> what do you guys think? It's not bad. It's good. It's a nice IPA. It's citrusy. Yeah, the dry hopping makes a really juicy kind of smell and flavor. I, yeah. I dig it. Not very bitter. Not terribly bitter. I mean, these, the name is weird as shit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of kind of a foreboding name, but it's kind of a bright, nice thing. So I don't really get it. It's also kind of pretentious. Yes, much like this monster. Oh, the monster just wants to I mean, have its dad love him, which isn't that what we all want? Yes. <laughs> so then the monster, uh, well, actually, you skipped something, Nate, because you said, like, Victor dies, which he does, but they only find out he's dead. Um, what's the guy? Winston is the guy's name, right? Winston goes in and he sees the monster weeping over the dead body of Frankenstein. Just creeping on their boat. Like he just sneaks in. He like, must have enormous windows on this thing. He's eight feet tall. He's good at sneaking. I think we've established that. He's very Fair. sneaky. He's dead quiet. And he sneaks in, and he's like, oh, no, my father and creator. Is he, Which, he's Italian? You know? He is. Like, he just, like, gets very upset. Well, now he has nothing I to do. I mentioned now he's nothing to do. He's just like, Who, uh, whose family am I going to murder now? She, uh, Fungul. He gets upset. But he's upset, and then, like, Winston, or whatever, is like, what the hell is happening here? And he's like, I must go. And it runs away. Man, am I missing? I think that's right. It just out the window. Like peace, take clean up the dead body for me, will you? <laughs> it's just gone because Frankenstein, the guy, dies from um, advanced onset bitchness, where every time he gets upset, he's like, "Oh my, oh I'm dying! I need to rest for six months." <laughs> and at a certain point, your yeah, body can't do that anymore. He's definitely a bitch for sure. Huge. We don't even have to ask it. It's a. It is in the affirmative from the text. Yeah, he's a bitch. He really does. He really does suck. You know, he just he gives makes up. this monster. And he's like, oh, I better not tell anyone about this. Which is, you know, he should. It's pretty awesome. And then he's like, uh, I'm just going to ignore this problem until my whole family's dead. And then I'm going to go on the sled. Sledding is sweet. And one of his dogs died. Well, he's a bitch. He didn't bring the dog back. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if that dog then wanted a wife? I mean, come on. What if it, it was, was an eight-foot It was neutered. It was a neutered dog. dog. Good idea. Neuter it first. Just build Frankenstein. Build a monster without a dick. Good idea. That, you know what? That was Victor Frankenstein's problem the whole time. He would have been more, way more docile. Just like I'm upset, but I'm not really gonna do much about it. <laughs> what else is he gonna do with all those horse parts? <laughs> the monster had hooves. I'm wasting all this quality horse meat. Speaking um, of horse meat, we do have one final beer. Uh, it's called Voodoo Ranger. I don't remember who did it. Who it's, did it? It's by New Belgium. New Belgium. Voodoo Ranger. Because people doing voodoo do magic and they bring back the dead. But it's not the regular Voodoo Ranger. It's the Imperial IPA version. Well, that's because Swiss was an empire. And it's an Imperial Voodoo Ranger. Swiss? It was the Swiss Empire. Yeah. The Empire of Swiss. It was full of holes. <laughs> uh-huh. Because it didn't exist. Burn. Take that, that Switzerland. <laughs> Fuck you, your fake state. Stick that in your cantons. Or whatever that word is. What? Cantons? How it's do you a canton. It? That's like the name for province or district or whatever in Swiss. Swiss one. I don't know how you know this shit. C A N T O N. Can't. I mean, the spelling is not the issue. I've just never heard the word. I don't know how to pronounce it because I don't. I don't know anything about French. So it's like their version of states or it's, provinces. No, it's not. It's like a uh, uh, province or something. Uh, not yeah, county is, but the county is the right word. Yeah, that's weird. They're a dumb country. No one likes them. And I know these things, Jimmy, because I remember weird things. Like how many yellow cars I saw today. Uh, 
Zero. It's been a bad day. Oh, man. Are you okay? <laughs> the beer might help. How is it? Didn't we do this one already? We did a different... This tastes a lot like something else. It tastes kind of like that golden monkey stuff. I don't get that at all. Maybe I'm wrong. It's like that kind of very floral thing. And it's, it's more bitter. It's definitely more bitter. But there's a lot of florality. That is the technical term. I believe it is. I'm not a botanist, but, you know, maybe. I, I was really just trying to think of a botanist joke. <laughs> you know, like butts. All right. So, first question. What is this book really about? Like, what is the overall, like, message? Fair question. Hubris? Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a Is thing. it the same as Jurassic Park? Or, you know, you... You go where you can, but uh, you don't know if you should. Uh, I, think I think that book was about fingering the dinosaurs, <laughs> if you listen to our podcast on it. I mean, it was about both. It was about both of those things. <laughs> a book can be about two things. spent so much time thinking whether we, whether we, whether we could finger the dinosaurs. No, I, I think you're right that basically the main message of this book is the same as Jurassic Park, where, you know, it is the dangers of science, or a the dangers of science, of science, a very loose de- definition of science, for sure, and the danger of science when you don't take responsibility for it or you let it out of your control or you yeah. let it or you don't take care of it something like that well, two things one jurassic park had like 800 percent more science in it even if it was bullshit than this well this was the eight, 18 early 1800s i mean their and definition of science wasn't even definition of actual science yet. and two dinosaurs are fucking awesome so are the undead but he's not undead he's just alive he's just like he's, kind I mean, of, he's like the non-dead he's, he's, he's a, not he's the a, undead he's a thinky undead Thinky undead. Yeah, he's like a zombie, but he's you know dead. All right. You could also make the make the connection that this book is really about the dangers of the very new industrial revolution that was starting at the time, which was basically just getting underway. Uh, and because and really, this is the time when science was actually starting to finally amount to something. Okay, whoa, whoa, leave that coal in the ground. We don't want that. No, they still want that coal. They definitely did. I just thought, you know, can, can someone write a book about zombie uh, gorillas and call them Haramzis? <laughs> yes, they can. Trademarked. <laughs> can, continue, gentlemen. I have work to do. <laughs> I, I totally hear what you're saying about the Industrial Revolution. Or at least, I'm sure people have made that connection before. I don't, Whether I, she meant that yeah. or not is, I'm not. I think that happens a lot. Either. That's a, yeah, how could she have made that connection? Not that she was not brilliant. I'm sure she was fucking smart as shit and make us look like dummies. But how could she know that at 18 years old? And at the beginning like, of the Industrial like Revolution. Like, this is going to be about weaving world cloth. changing. Like, this is be, being, yeah. you know, in the her power time loom. period... It was really like the power looms, like steam-powered cloth. Power loom is a real thing? It's a, yeah. one of the lamest of the power rangers. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, like, made up the lamest-sounding machine you could think of. I was like, oh, shit, it's real. Okay. A real thing, legit. Okay. Yep. And not powered by hand. It was powered by steam engine. Or by water wheel, or then later steam engine. And that was pretty much all that was going on with the Industrial Revolution at the time. I can't... But that's some incredible foresight. It's a leap, yeah. To be like, man... Cheap textiles. What's next? Making humans out of dead parts? What, I, I uh, totally understand why you're, why you're a getting this. A blanket is just mm-hmm. dead bits of cotton plant mushed together into a new thing. That's true. Remember <laughs> that when you tuck, your, tuck yourself in tonight, you're just wearing a cotton orgy. A dead one. <laughs> with its zompines on you. Oh, that's the worst kind of peens. No, those <laughs> are terrible peens. I don't want those. They definitely leak. And you don't want it. Be careful. If you turn over, it'll go into your bun bread. What? And you like your buns? But no, sorry. I, I I I hear what you're saying, and I feel like in an academic setting, if we were in a classroom, I would be like, yes, yeah, totally. I will snap uh, for that. It was about the dangers of the industrial revolution. I don't this believe is that. About, about this is about man's race to the moon. I don't believe it for a fucking second. I think she thought it was a cool story, and she was like, man, science has made some cool shit. We now understand that 
bacteria live in your mouth. What's next? Just living in there forever. Pooping all day. <laughs> Don't think about that too hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Can I tell you that's the thing I tease my wife about most? Which she's she's pregnant, and I say that baby's pooping in you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What?" She like eats something. She 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 has like weird dietary demands. Like she's really into because she's pregnant. Yeah, totally. And I, I and I have no problem going out of my way to buy Carvel only vanilla flying saucers, which are not easy to find, <laughs> and <laughs> with rainbow sprinkles. It's a pain. In the ass. I have to order them in advance. I have to go to the Carvel, and they're like. Oh please, you pay a little bit now. I was like I, whatever you want. Like you pay all. Like what? Just please give me the fucking ice cream, please for my pregnant wife. You don't even know what's happening. Like, the other day, I, I bought ice cream sandwiches for my wife, <laughs> and I parked illegally. And I was in my head like, oh, this is, I'm gonna get a ticket. These are gonna be the most expensive ice cream sandwiches in America. And I'm gonna say to the cop, like, sir, please, you don't understand. My wife is six and a half months pregnant, and she's fucking crazy. She's not a human anymore. <laughs> she wants these. And he'd be like, and in my head, like the rest of the story is like, I get it, man. Get a pack for yourself. And then I'd eat them. And it'd be great because <laughs> I'm not allowed to eat any of those fucking ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> You're not allowed to eat them? She fucking counts them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, That's it come, super weird. It come, like, she does that with everything. Like, I mean, we were made for each other. We're both like make, weird into like counting and making lists and shit. And she's like, good. I have five ice cream sandwiches left. That'll get me through the next Tuesday. I'm like, all right, whatever, man. You're weird. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> super weird. <laughs> I forgot what we started on this story, but uh, that's, that's what it's like being me right now. All right. Uh, something else. New topic. Is this science fiction? I, I think it could be. I vote no. All right. Why do you say no? Because there's no science. It just has the idea of that doing he, something scientific. That but there's he used no... science for something, but doesn't explain any of the science. Exactly. Maybe like science fiction today is like, there's a spaceship, therefore it's science fiction. Yeah, but they don't, But here's the difference, though. Like, they don't have... See, like, if, right, saying there's a spaceship is built off of, at least generally, stuff that exists today. When you're Spaceships? living... Well, we fucking sent people to the moon. Unless you believe Alex Jones. Like, we've put people in, in the, into space, which you can't hear Alex Jones anymore on iTunes, so fuck him. But we've, we've done that. And you can be like, all right, I understand. That's going to get better and better and better. In 1818, she was like, and we could bring people back from the dead. Back when their idea of medicine was, hey, if you sterilize that scalpel, they won't die of diphtheria. Maybe you want to do that. I mean, that was their version of science. Because it's not our version, and we realize it's dumb now. I mean, it's... It's relative. There's no connection between those two things. Well, chemistry is science. And he did it through... Chem- I mean, it's bullshit. He did it through chemistry. <laughs> Listen, I will certainly say at the very least, it's not... It's certainly not hard science fiction. No, of course no. not. Certainly not. But the only part of the plot that's about science is the very beginning, where it's like, he makes a monster. Okay, fine. You could substitute that in other ways. Like, say if instead of having... Uh, uh, a scientific procedure where he made a body out of like dog meat or whatever he did. <laughs> he summoned him from the pl- depths of hell or something. You know, like he, he yeah, he, that would he, be different. Something like that. The rest of the book could be identical. The rest of the book could be unchanged. Or and it would still or, be science fiction. Or okay, what if it's a couple of things? First, what if Mary Shelley just used one science word in there? I used, I made the, I made the monster through osmosis. What piled, <laughs> exactly? I piled neutrinos into his ass, and then he woke up. That would do it. Technically, would that more satisfy your need for it to be science? Because it used one science I, term. I see where you're going, uh, Nate, uh, LLC attorney at law guy. <laughs> That's not what an LLC is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't fucking have one of those. 
No one has that. It's a form of business. It's Nate like, Esquire. Like <laughs> Esquire is a lot. The yeah. Honorable. The Honorable Nate, which is what I wrote on his uh, as, uh, invitation to my baby shower. The Honorable Nate the First. <laughs> first of his name. Honorable Drunk Nate the First. Which is, you know, as a, 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 thir- a, a the third. You'll appreciate that, Jimmy. Mm. Would that satisfy? Would that make it science fiction? No. At the end of the day, there's one maybe scientific episode in this book. The rest of the book has nothing to do with science. It has everything to do with like provincial life in 18th century Switzerland. Science fiction is not part of it. Okay. My, play, my, my, my argument. So maybe I'm wrong. You, you have a point there that there really isn't any real science. I would say two things. First, real science fiction. Actually, the, because it's science fiction and they're kind of making up the science, that's already kind of fantasy anyway. But that's not my main point I'm going to make. My main point is the book is really about the dangers of science or the effect that the science can have on your life or yourself or society when you don't, you know, just when this new thing comes into being. Like, that's what this book is about, and that's really what science fiction is about as a genre. It's not necessarily about the scientific, the fake fantasy, scientific breakthrough, like, itself, although, I mean, it is a little bit, but it's also about the effect it can have on the world. And this book at least has that part. I don't agree. I don't think that's the only thing the science fiction is based on. Because by that argument, then the gift of the Magi is a is a story about giving presents. Because that's what the conflict is based on. I don't know that story. That's the, the, the what well, we're going to do for Christmas. The hair and the the pen, the, the, or the watch chain sells oh, yeah, her, yeah, sells yeah, her yeah. hair to get a comb, and he sells the watch chain to get a comb. They get gifts for each other. That has nothing to do with my argument at all. No, but what you're saying is that because it uses science as the very first step towards this story, because science is what science with a you know, air quotes. It, it doesn't have to do science stuff throughout the book for it to be you know science fictiony. It's it's oh, but but he does okay. So science one point in the book makes it science fiction. I mean, I understand the second monster, and then he he assembles a part of a pile of body parts. Well, it worked the first time. Sure, <laughs> but. I don't know if that's what makes science fiction. And I also don't agree that science fiction is about warning about what science will do. Not always. No, it's not, not a warning. I mean, though, I think, this book, said, I think this book is trying to be a warning, or at least you could interpret it that way. But I think science fiction as a genre is about the effect that technology will have or could have on, an, on a, a new technology could have on people or on society. That is what the ultimately what science fiction is really about. I don't believe that. I don't agree with you. I don't think that's what science fiction is okay, really so about. Okay, so name a popular science fiction book that isn't about that. That isn't about science hurting people? A science's effect. That's it, extremely vague, right? It's like that, science that, will affect things. Well, because just, just if you at, have a science fiction book that takes place in space, like, well, look at, listen, they're in space. That affected things. Like, that's, like, that's an, un, an, an, an inarguable argument, right? Like, science will, the science fiction part is what takes what would probably normally be a not very good story and they make it interesting by just dressing it up in science fiction. That's with science. I completely terms. disagree. That's how most science fiction works. They're just like, what if there's a romance where he loves this woman, but they're instead of being from a different city, they're of different planets. Science fiction. I mean, I think the truth is probably somewhere in between. I don't think it's, well, I don't think it's always about the effects of science or the all the stuff. I think that there's definitely a lot of heavy science elements and stuff that are just. I also don't think that science fiction tends to be shitty stories with robots. True. I'm, I'm saying it doesn't... Uh, let me rephrase. I'm not saying it does not have to have that. I think what science fiction needs to have to be science fiction is it needs to be 
based in a world where science is advanced beyond the time it was written. How about that? That's, That's my exactly definition. That's what this is. That is what this is, yeah. But the only element of it is that he has some not defined, vague thing where he's like, and I could bring dead people back from the dead because of science. Well, they don't explain all the science in other science fiction stuff. They're like, well, because well, depends, we combine actually. They try parts. much harder because this really does... Well, it's because science is This book really does its itself. best to not explain it at all. How about this? I'll meet you halfway and I'll say that this is the first uh, seed of something that will become science fiction. It has science fiction elements. It's not a straight up, this is all sci-fi. Fair. But it has definitely a science fiction elements. Maybe I'm being too picky and I'm expecting it to be science fiction all the way through like it's a fucking Robert Heinlein book. Or, yeah, but it's not. It's 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 very much an 1800s novel. It just happens to have this one science part. So fine, I'll I'll concede. There's an element of science. I, fiction I, I don't believe this led to science fiction as a genre, but I think that That's looking back, I would say that it is kind of there's elements of it that what we would call science and what they would say was science, but definitely isn't science. What is? I mean, does it have to be science? Could it be magic? Well, no, because then it's definitely fantasy instead of science fiction. But the idea of like faster than light travel at this point, and from our understanding of science, is fantasy too. Well, that's it's, it's when it's introduced. Science. When it's introduced in books, it has it's presented. Its premise is that it's based in science. Now, it is obviously fantasy to really do it. They're not saying it's powered on fairy tears, or I mean, maybe there is one. Oh, I mean that that could be true too. There's definitely a lot of there's definitely a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram of sci-fi and fantasy. It's just a matter oh, of time. is it mechanical versus magic, you know, in the broadest sense. Like is it something that's feasible theoretically through science? Was it uh, I want to say it was like Isaac Asimov and one of those sci-fi guys, I probably have the wrong name, but basically said something to the effect of like any technology far enough advanced looks like magic to yeah, people earlier. Yes. Which I understand that's why like sci-fi fantasy kind of get lumped together. Is this a fantasy is this a, a fantasy novel or a sci-fi novel? I'll I'll say it's a like a predecessor of sci-fi. I'll 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 admit that. I don't think it's a full-fledged sci-fi novel. Like if you like sci-fi and you read this book, you'd be disappointed as shit. Yes. I do like sci-fi and I actually liked this book. Okay, let me rephrase that. If you liked sci-fi and someone was like, "Hey, Read this. It's if a you're into book. space opera and hard science, and we're like, oh, well, you should really read Frankenstein, then yeah, that would be very disappointing. But it, well, even like a lighter science fiction book, like something where they don't really go into the hard details of it, you'd still be like, there's not a whole lot here. Yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't say it's a straight-up sci-fi book, but it has bits and pieces. I think it's like an ant ancestor. I'm I'm happy to admit that. I think that's I think that's fair. All right. It, it's it's very. We're being very very picky. Yes. But there it is. Is it worth reading in general? Totally. It's a famous book. You should know it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It's also short ish. It's like 200 pages. Mm -hmm. It's not very long. It a is very of, a lot of monologues. Very flowery. Yeah, a lot of really long monologues. And that's that was to me that was the most annoying part. It's like, come on, a, a book or at least a novel should have more action and not just action, but. Things where stuff happening. happens, not just let me tell you a really long story about this thing that I just did for the last four years. It's like, well, that's not, that doesn't make a good novel. Absolutely. At least in my opinion. I agree, 100%. I think um, for this kind of, uh, for that time, people have different expectations, of course, but probably the most interesting thing about reading this book is that you'll see, you, you almost, even without reading it, you certainly have a Frankenstein image in your head, and it's the movie. 100%, I would bet. Mm -hmm. It's the movie. I would bet of the, the 30s, number of Karloff. people that have read this book is not even... One one millionth of people that have at least seen a picture of the movie. Probably fair. Yeah, sure. So to understand like the genesis of it might be interesting. And it's not a bad book, whether or not sci-fi, we could agree to disagree, but it's a fine book. And it is, I mean, it suffers from the same thing anything else published in the 1800s will, where it's like super wordy. You know, they can't just be like, I saw him and he was happy, but it's like, I 
set my eyes upon his countenance, and I witnessed the despair in his eyes that trickled down into his frown, and I was just distraught within my soul. And just say he was sad. Like, it's super wordy. Yeah. And you're like, man, I read a whole paragraph, and they just said he bought a sandwich. Like, it's very, very dense. And it's actually a really short story Mm -hmm. when you break it down. But it's worth reading. It's like a famous book. You should read it. And maybe you'll have a different opinion on if it's sci-fi or not. All right. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on the Twitters at drunkguysbc, as in book club. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you're still listening, please give us a rating. Just round up to five stars. Round up to six if you thought it was sci-fi. I'm okay with that. Yeah, totally. That's a lot of stars. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.